Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Today we're going to look at a so-called golden psalm, a mictum. One of the six psalms of David that are identified as such, that would be the 16th psalm, and then Psalm 56 through 60. When you look into the golden psalms, you find some rich lessons from this man after God's own heart. He found in the midst of his discouragement, God could take his trial and transform it into a triumph, his testing and turn it into a testimony, a pity party became a worship party. Yes, this is the one thing I believe we find in these six mictums, is that God turns things around. That is what David would have you know today. If you read the 56th Psalm, David discovered the lifting power of things unseen. He makes a bold statement there. He said, this I know, for God is for me. There are many imponderables I cannot fathom. I cannot and do not know why the wicked seem to prosper. I find it unfathomable to understand truly why good people suffer and why love withers and friends forsake you. I find that to be impenetrable. But this I know, God is for you. All of this week, as we discuss how God feels about us, this is one thing you and I need to grasp. This I know, God is for me. That's no Pollyanna voice speaking, no silver spoon in the man's mouth. That was no idyllic vision seen through a rose-colored glass. No, it was no theoretical notions from some ivory tower. This is the voice of a man who has struggled, who has tried, who has failed, who has disappointed himself and others, but continues to rise up again. David began this psalm, as he does with many of the victims, in a very low moment. In this particular psalm, he begins begging for mercy. His enemies have threatened him. You can almost sense the overwhelming sense of fatigue in his own voice, daily opposition, daily oppression, daily struggles. David is tired. In verse 5, he says, they twist my words, they plot against me. In verse 6, they're following me, they're laying traps for me, they're waiting to grasp me and to pull me down. He doesn't have a hangnail or a sore throat. This is life and death. He realizes that his opponents are determined to kill him. He thrashes about a while in despair. His face streams with tears. He asks God, God, would you store my tears? Would you put them in a bottle? Keep them away, Lord. But in the midst of this deep, disheartening despair and confusion, David found a force that lifted him. What friends could not do. What circumstances sure wouldn't do, something unseen did. Verse 9 of the 56th Psalm, when I cry unto you, Lord, my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. That's the voice we need in our lives today, not the voice of the defeated, the discouraged, the dispirited. 
We need the voice of who was cast into a sea of misfortune and somehow survived. We need that voice to come to us today. We could delve in the many ways life will let us down. We could discuss the weights and sins of our failures. But I'm not here to put you down or to get you to put yourself down. I want to help you up. As Eliphaz told the suffering Job, there is a lifting up. In God, there is this ascension. There is an elevation. There is a lifting. Those near to God are lifted from the overflow of her soul. Hannah cried that God raises the poor from the dust and the beggar from the ash heap. The psalmist said, God, you lift up the weak, but you cast the wicked down to the ground. God lifts his people on high. We've been raised into heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Listen to David in the 40th Psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. And he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. God is in the lifting business. He will cause you to be lifted up above your circumstances. I like those two words, us and up. Those two words are found together in Scripture again and again. We read that God brought us up out of the land of Egypt. In the same sense, he brought us up from the land of bondage. Hosea said after two days, God will revive us. And on the third day, he's going to raise us up. Paul told the church in Ephesians, in Ephesians 2, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sin, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace we're saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This lifting is not reserved for just the special few. He's interested in you. He's interested in where you're at. He wants to raise us up. In God, there is a lifting. That is the message of the golden psalm, the 56th psalm. There is a lifting. We need God. We need God within us. Our faith is not superficial. It's not skin deep. But there is a deep abiding force that lifts us, none other than God himself, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the lifter of our head, the exalter of our horn. God did not give man a visible exoskeleton to support us like a crustacean. He gave us an invisible endoskeleton to hold us vertical. The support he gives to mankind is hidden within us. In a similar and in a spiritual sense, we rise to the heights from the strength within us. We are not dependent upon outward forces or circumstances around us. We need no training wheels. We need no elaborate support system. We need no guide wires or braces. We need no canes and crutches in the spirit. We need no steadying hand or shoulder to lean on. There is a buoyancy 
that comes from within, an unseen lifting power residing in God himself. There are times like Simon Peter of old when we have no boat rails to lean upon. We don't have 11 comrades walking along with us atop the waves. If we're going to stay afloat, there's only one reason. We're looking at Jesus. We hope in him. We rest our faith and our future totally upon him. Faith will walk across the water. Jesus won't always be visible awaiting with his hand outstretched as he was for Simon Peter that day. In fact, he may not seem to be anywhere near us, but he is certainly within us. We internalize his living presence and reality, his power, his life, his strength resides within us. So powerful is that presence that if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, it will raise you one day. Quit saying I'm weak because God is strong in you. Quit saying I'm going to sink because he is capable of lifting you. Don't say I can't do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Do you have this inner buoyancy? Do you have that unseen power that is lifting you? God-believing souls just tower above all others in this world. For we know who lives within us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ. In other words, our identification with Christ brings us trouble, but Jesus will turn that trouble into triumph. What a great exchange that is. The more that's on your shoulders, will be lifted by who is in your heart. There was an atheist in London who sought to belittle a very poorly educated child of God. He asked, do you know anything about Jesus Christ? And the believer said, by the grace of God, I do. The scoffer then asked him a series of questions that he could not answer correctly. Exactly when was Jesus born? Exactly how old was he when he died? How many years did he minister? After numerous incorrect responses, the atheist jeered, See, you do not know that much about Jesus, do you? The believer replied modestly, I know all too little, but I do know this. Three years ago, I was one of the worst drunks in the East End of London. Three years ago, my wife was a heartbroken woman. My children were afraid of me as if I was some wild beast. But today... I have one of the happiest homes in London. When I come home at the close of the day, my wife and children are glad to see me. He then looked at the atheist and said, Jesus Christ has done this for me. This I know. This I know, said the psalmist. God is for me. And that internal reality and experience lifts me. Maybe there's one more thing to be said here today. The lifting comes through our lifting. What do I mean by that? The 25th Psalm, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. The Christian group Truth years back once sang a song, we get lifted up when we praise him. The lifting comes from God when we determine to lift our hands and hearts to him. So in this passage of scripture in the 56th Psalm, 
The enemy surrounded David, but he determined to lift his voice to the Lord. And when David did this, the lifting came and he realized, God is for me. It's going to be okay. As the old song used to say, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. The earth recedes, heaven draws near, and this man after God's own heart can say, this I know, God is for me. I'm speaking to each of you today and asking you, do you know that? Do you understand how God is on your side? He longs to lift you. He longs to help you. I know we ask the question, who is on the Lord's side? But do we understand that when God became incarnate, when he came in flesh to you and me, it was his vote of confidence that I can make the difference in a person's life. What sin has marred, what disappointment, discouragement has etched into their souls, what poor habits and chronic bad choices they may make, I can make a change in their life. But there must be a change within us to say, God, you're not against me. Lord, you are for me. And you are going to fight my battles and you're going to be with me and stand with me. And together, Lord, we're going to do this thing called life. And I'm going to see a transformed life. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.